welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Beating discouragement. How many of you have ever been through a discouraging time where it was just hard? You didn't see that what you thought was going to happen, you didn't see how it was going to happen or when it was going to happen or what it was going to look like. You didn't see it. So I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and pray, pray over tonight, and then um, we're gonna, I'm going to dive right in. Um, okay, Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise you, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to come to your house, Heavenly Father, Lord. I bless this night. I bless your name, Heavenly Father. I just thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for giving, uh, Lord, for these words to not be my words, but to be your words, Heavenly Father. I thank you and I praise you, Lord. And whenever we get released, let it not be raining in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so um, like I said, we all go through moments and times of discouragement. My first point is discouragement comes from unmet expectations. That is where, that, that's the root of discouragement. You have an expectation of what's going to happen, of what's going to come, and that expectation isn't met. That expectation doesn't happen. And you can begin to get discouraged in a situation like that. Does anyone agree with me on that? Has anyone been through that? So I'm going to tell you kind of a funny story of an unmet expectation. So I have a best friend that we met at TBI, like Pastor Don talked about. I went to Texas Bible Institute for two years, graduated there, was on staff there. And so anyway, so we met during our first year. For every couple of years, we try to take a trip together. So about two years ago, we went to South Padre Island. And we were there just having, just relaxing, like just laying on the beach. Like, it was just great. Well, one day the hotel front desk lady told us that we should try a Mexican restaurant down the street. So, I mean, y'all, don't let this blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin fool you. I can throw down some Mexican food, all right? I love Mexican food. If you ever ask me, hey, do you want to go somewhere? My suggestion will most likely be a Mexican restaurant. I love Mexican food. Everything from the chips and salsa to the enchiladas, rice and beans. The whole nine yards. I love it. So I was instantly like, yeah, my, like I, like my, my taste buds were salivating. I was like, yes, okay, Mexican food, let's go. So we go, we pull up. Our first clue should have been that there was only one car in the parking lot. It now, I now it, this was like around noontime. We were going to grab lunch and then just go to the beach the rest of the day. So around noontime at a Mexican restaurant, there's only one car in the parking lot. That should have been first clue, right? Okay, but we were, I don't know, we, I don't know, we weren't paying attention, I guess. I don't know. So we walk inside. We immediately notice, and I kid you not, they had no electricity. No electricity. You heard that right. So think of everything that that electricity runs. There was no lights. There was no AC. There was no music. There was nothing. So we walk in, and it's deserted by, it's, I mean, like, no one's in there. And this lady walks up to us very excited and she is trying to get us to go to a table. So we're like, okay. So we go sit down at the table. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is like a hidden jewel in South Padre or something. People haven't found it yet. I don't know. Let's just see what we, let's just see what we find. Then the lady comes back and she has a menu. I do quotation marks for menu because it's literally a scrap piece of paper that you would like straight up pull out of a notebook. 
with three things handwritten on it. And she hands that to us, and she points to us, wanting us to point what we want. And my first thought was, is like, because is this is this real? Like a handwritten menu? And she's trying to get us to point. And then and then she walks away, and I tell my friend, I'm like, is she about to go put up a fire in the backyard and, and cook it? Like, how's she going to cook? We don't got no electricity. And we're like, okay, I can't handle this. I was like, we got to go. And so we leave. We go to Whataburger, got some chicken nuggets. But let me just say, my expectations were not met. I wanted some Mexican food. I didn't get none. I had to settle for chicken nuggets or chicken strips, whatever they have at, at, at Whataburger. My expectations were not met. Now, yes, that is a funny story, but I do say that to say you can have unmet expectations in any area of life, in any season of life. You can have unmet expectations. I want to talk about some big unmet expectations. Some people... Maybe you expected to be married at a certain age, but here you are after that age, and you're still not married. That can bring a discouragement, right? You, some people, you expected to get married and stay married, but here you are a divorcee. That can bring some discouragement, right? Some people, you thought once you got married, that when it was time to start a family, it would just happen. But what happens when you've waited eight years and still no child? Can discouragement set in with that? I think so. You expected to be further along in your career by now. But here you are. You're not where you expected. You expected to get a good doctor's report. But instead... You got a bad diagnosis. Could that bring discouragement? Yes, it definitely can. If you are not careful, the discouragement that you're going through in a season can turn into doubt. That's my next uh, point is discouragement leads to doubt. If you're not careful, you will begin to doubt what God has told you. You will begin to doubt the promises that he's giving you you will begin to doubt that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. If you haven't noticed, discouragement is a slippery slope. If you notice, I started with unmet expectations, and then that led to discouragement. And then after that, it turns into doubt. If you're not careful, like I said, discouragement is a slippery slope. That it's going to keep like a snowball effect. It's going to keep going if you don't know how to stop it. Um, I know, especially whenever you're beginning to doubt, you feel like you've prayed and asked God to bless whatever you're in. If it's a new job, if it's a relationship, if it's um, whatever, whatever situation you're going through. You felt like you prayed and asked God to bless it. You felt like God led you there even. You felt like God led you to the job that you're in or to the relationship that you are in. But it seems as though God hasn't come through on his promise. Has anyone ever been, am I the only one in the room that has this, has anyone ever been here where you felt like, good God, you're not coming through on your promise. I thought you promised me this. I thought you told me this. I prayed about it. You led me to it. I felt peace. It's not what I expected. I know I have been there a couple of times where I begin to say, okay, Lord, this is not what I expected. This is not what you told me would happen. 
because I'm not seeing what I expected to see. So how do you beat that hard discouragement? Because, I mean, this is not just, oh, I didn't get my, my Mexican food fixed, you know. This is a real situation. How do you get through that? How do you beat that? How do you go through? So I'm going to give you some practical tips on how to move through that, on how to move through the discouragement. Number one, this might sound simple, but just hear me out. Know that your promises lie with God. That's the first thing. Know that your promises lie with God. Your promises, if you are standing on something, if you're believing in something, and you believe that God has led you to that, then you have to trust and know that God has led you to it, that he's going to bring you through. If you know that God has given you that desire, whatever it may be, if it's a desire to be a parent one day, if it's a desire to have a child, you have to stand on that and know that God's going to bring you through. There are a couple of ways. I wanted to talk about um, a couple of ways on, on how promises come through. So promises can come in many ways. So one is through a prophet. That's a, I mean, there are several ways. I'm just going to mention three tonight. A promise can come through, or a promise can come through a prophet. So luckily, um, I think we are all very blessed that we are in a house that is a prophetic house. I know you've seen Pastor Bobby work, uh, work in the prophetic, Pastor Don. They allow other people to do it as well when they come up here to move in the prophetic. I know Pastor Bobby has given me personally several words that I have stood on, and I've seen some of them come to pass. Some of them I'm still waiting on, but I'm like, hey, it's going to come. And so that is one way, just through, 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 a, through a prophet, through a prophetic word. Uh, another one is through prayer and God speaking to your knower. I call my spirit man my knower. So how many of you know you are a spirit man living in a physical body? That's kind of basic, but just bear with me for a second. I'm going somewhere. So you are a spirit person. You're a spirit man or woman living in a physical body, okay? So when you go to heaven, your, your body stays here. It's buried, cremated, whatever you're going to do, it's going to stay here. And your spirit goes to heaven. Well, when God speaks to you, he speaks to your spirit man. So I'm sure you've heard people say, oh, that gut feeling. Well, whenever you're a Christian, that's no longer just a gut feeling. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and instructing you or letting you know. Thank you. Um, so, but like whenever you're a Christian, like I said, that's no longer just a gut feeling. I call it my knower. I know that might sound weird, but I call it my knower. Um, and it is, um, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, speaking to your knower just right here. That's your gut feeling. But he can also speak to your ears, open up your spiritual eyes to see things that you are not seeing in the physical he can give you knowledge, spiritual knowledge, that you don't know why you have that. So anyway, I just wanted to give that, that little tidbit of you have a spirit man. And then another way is through the Bible, through the word of God. That it, the Bible is full of promises. The Bible is full of declarations that you can stand on, that you can declare, that you can know, that you can memorize. The Bible, the, the, the Bible. The Bible is full of promises if you just open it up and look. So the another way that you can beat that discouragement is focus on your promise. Focus on your promise. So I am, um, 
like I said, uh, or like Pastor Ron said, I am newly married, and um, I have, yes, I have an amazing husband. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I, I didn't realize it until on my way over here, but he's next door teaching your kids, and I'm over here teaching in here. And I was like, oh, honey, like, look at us. And so it, it was, I didn't, I didn't realize it until I was on my way over here. But um, so about two years ago is whenever my husband and I, uh, God kind of started drawing us to each other. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, like, well, not that I didn't know. I was just like, I'm very much, I'm going to pray about something. I want to make sure that God's in it. So whenever I began to pray about him and I had peace about him, I was like, okay, this is weird because I've never had peace about something like this before. So I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So uh, we began, we decided to do everything, pray every step of the way, fast, make sure that God was in this. We just wanted to make sure that God was in our relationship. That's the bottom line. Um, but whenever we began to do that, um, some very hard things began to take place. And I remember one day, I was just kind of tired. I was discouraged, to say the least. Um, and I was just like, okay, I was crying. I was crying out to God. I don't know if you ever talk to God like you're talking to, like, a best friend. But I was just crying. I was sitting on my floor in my apartment. And I was like, God, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know if I can. It's not that I don't want to, but I don't think I can. I don't think I can go through it anymore. I don't think I can do it anymore. Um, unless you give me a 100% assurance, you know, I, 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 just, I just don't want to do it. And um, I remember I felt it in my knower that the Holy Spirit told me, he goes, you're going to marry that man one day. And on that day, that is going to be my promise fulfilled to you. Y'all, y'all, I held on to that, to that promise like a dog on a, bo uh, on a bone. I didn't, if, 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 that, if that promise would have been a pillow, it would have been flat. Like, I mean, I, that's what I needed. I was like, I stood up. I was like, all right, it's game on. Let's go. I was like, I'm ready. And because it, was it, was it hard? Oh my gosh, yes, it was hard. It was, I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard. But was it worth it? Oh, yes. It was totally worth it. Because when God is in something, no matter how hard it is, it is always 110% worth it. And let me tell you, on March 10th, 2018, my promise was fulfilled. And God has blessed us just continuously ever since then. That day, some of you may have attended our wedding, um, or I, I don't know, if, uh, but that day, I know I, I might be biased or whatever, but that day was full of so much peace and joy. Normally, they're like, oh, brides are, like, nervous. Y'all, I was not nervous one bit. I was sitting down. I was like, I'm just ready for this thing to happen. Like, I'm just happy. Like, I was just peaceful and joyful, and it was the best day of my life. But God was 100% in it. Like I said, it was not easy getting to that day. But that day was far better than I could have ever imagined because God was 100% in it. But I had to focus on my promise. I had to know that God gave me that promise and I wasn't going to let it go. That's what I had to do. Was it easy? No. It was hard. It was hard, y'all. But it was worth it. It was 100% worth it.
I want to go through, and I am, um, I didn't mention this earlier, but I always try to have y'all out at about 8 o'clock. And so I got seven more minutes. I'm going to keep on going. Haley, if you want to go ahead and come. Is Haley up there? No. I think she is. I was like, well. Haley, if you want to go ahead and come up, and um, I'm just going to go through, and I want to talk about the third way that I said a promise can come to you. The third way I said is through the Bible. So I'm actually going to look at some scripture that you can stand on. How many of you know that there's no better way to pray than to pray the word of God? There is no better way you can pray. Why would you try to pray your own words when you can pray God's words right back to him? Just saying. I'm going I'm to let you chew on that for a second. Why would you pray your own words when you can pray God's words right back to him? And say, okay, God, you said this in your word, so I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to hold you to it. And he will. So here's one. Here's a, here's a promise or a declaration. When I say promise, I don't just mean a promise. I mean a declaration that you can stand on saying, God, you said this in your word, so I'm going to hold you to it. When it comes to relational issues. Now, this can be for, for anything, but I'm going to say it mainly for relational issues. Ex- Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You know that issue you have with a coworker? The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I'm going to say that one more time. The Lord, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Provision. This could be for job, financially, relationally. Those are just some that I thought of when I first read this. But provision in any area of life. Just think of provision and how God's going to provide for you. Deuteronomy 13.8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. God says, you're wanting that new job. You're wanting that better pay. The Lord himself will go before you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I like to add on to that. Do not be discouraged just because you don't see it happening. You don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't always know what's going on, how God's working. You don't always see it, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. That's where the faith comes in. And, but if you, let, if you let the discouragement come and sit on your heart, that turns into doubt. And then you're even further away from, from, from faith. Does, does that make sense? Following me? Ooh, this one's a good one. No one get mad at me, though. Money. He wants some more money. I know. I mean, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we could all use a little bit more. I know I could use some more money. Malachi 310. Ooh, this is it. Y'all just listen. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. We all like that end part, right? I know I like that end part. He's going to throw open the floodgates of heaven and throw so much blessing on me that I cannot store it. I like that last part. But the first part, I think sometimes, I'm not going to lie, even sometimes I've, I've forgotten it. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. This promise, there's a promise in this, but there's a to-do list first, right? There's a to-do list first. Okay, I'm going to move on. For healing, Jeremiah 30, verse 1. But I will restore you to health 
and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. That's a very little scripture, right? But man, it's powerful. If there's a sickness in your body, if there's a sickness that you need to get over, if there's a diagnosis, right here it says, but I will restore your health and heal your wounds. It doesn't say the doctors will restore your health, does it? It says, but I, meaning God, will restore your health and heal your wounds. This is where it comes with the, I got to trust in God because otherwise ain't nothing going to happen. It all comes down to trusting in God. This is for if you are want, if you are wanting or needing, if you're lacking in anything or you feel as if you're lacking in anything, stand on this, Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Actually, I'm going to make it personal. And my God will meet all my needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And my God will meet all my needs and according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. That can go for anything. If you are wanting or needing for anything, you just start declaring that. Because like I said, if you stand on the word of God, he's not going to back down from his word. He's saying, oh, they speak in my words. Now I, I, I got to I, okay, I got to do it. I got to do it because you're speaking God's words back to him. The last one I'm going to share, and I have a few more, but I'm not, if, I, I, I feel this is a good one to end on. Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 13 through 14. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. When you've done all to stand, and you've got negative pregnancy test after negative pregnancy test, stand therefore. When you've done all you can do, you've gone after job interview, after job interview, after job interview, after job interview, stand therefore. When you've gotten bad test result after bad test result, stand there for. But I don't think he means stand there on your own strength. I think he says stand there for and allow my strength to, to help you stand. You weren't ever meant to do it on your own anyway. You weren't ever meant to stand on your own anyway. I think God says you've done all to stand, but stand there for and know that He's going to give you the strength to stand. And, but notice in there, does it say it's going to be easy? Thank you. It does not say it's going to be easy. It does not say it's going to be easy. But he says, when you've done all to stand, and y'all, sometimes I've been so discouraged that I feel like my knees are going to buckle out right underneath me. But I, I remember this scripture. When you've done all to stand, stand therefore. That's what God asks you to do. When you, you might feel discouraged, you might feel beat down, when you've done all to stand, stand there for. If you, if you remember nothing else about tonight, I want you to remember that scripture right there. When you've done all to stand, stand there for. This is my final statement, and I promise I'm closing. Um, it says, even though it hardly ever looks like what you thought it would look like, God always comes through on his promises. Even though, I, I just, I love that right there. I feel like God gave me that. I've stood on this for a long time. It may not look like what you thought it was going to look like. It might not be the job you thought you were going to get. It might not look like what you thought. 
that baby might not come the way you thought it was going to come. That relationship might not come the way you thought it was going to come. It might not look like what you thought it was going to look like. So again, even though, because I don't know if y'all have seen it, but I know in my own life, God's promises hardly ever look how, how I thought they were going to look. You know, my life is different than what I thought it was going to look like. It really is, but it's better than what I could have done anyway. And so I've had to learn how to just go with the flow sometimes, and I'm not a go with the flow kind of girl. I like to plan. I like to know what's going on. But I've had to know that even though it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like, God's going to come through because he always does. Because he always does. I'm just going to say it one more time. Even though it hardly ever looks like what you thought it was going to look like, God always. Notice I didn't say sometimes. God sometimes comes through. God always comes through on his promises. I'm going to pray us out, and then I'm done. And I'm, it's 8.02. I'm sorry, y'all. I got y'all out two minutes late. But I'm going to pray, and I'm going to close, and then I'm going to have Slavic come up and uh, do the end of service stuff that he does. Thank you. Okay. Holy Spirit, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you for this word. Lord, Lord, we thank you for this time to come to your house and worship you, Heavenly Father. Lord, you are so good. You are so holy. You are so worthy, Heavenly Father. Lord, we know that you are faithful. We know that you are dependent. Lord, we know that you are all that we need. Heavenly Father, even though it may never look like what we thought it was going to look like, Lord, we believe, we trust, and we have faith in you to know that it all, that, that you always come through on your promises. And we stand on that, Heavenly Father. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.